Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara, Lance Thalen, and Fleeple. So, we left our adventurers a little bit on a cliffhanger. Last we had left them, they most of them were in the necromatic section of the library. Some might call it the forbidden section. But Lance and Fleeple were looking around, poking around, trying to figure things out, while Malamara was wrestling with her conscience. After approaching this mirror, Lance was able to communicate with the spirit that had been following him, identifying herself to be his sister. After a touching moment, a touching conversation, they tried to touch through the mirror itself before Mondath ripped herself out of the mirror and as a revenant began to wreak havoc upon the party. After an extended battle, one where Malamar was pulled through the archway or rather the threshold against her will, and Fleeple obtaining a point of exhaustion. They were able to defeat Mondath's remnant form and dissipate her, at least for the time being. And that is where we join our adventurers. So, all of you, catch your breath as you have just fought Mondath again for the third time for some of you, but this time in her undead revenant form as you take a moment to breathe and collect yourself. Mal, still in that rage that she was just in, turns and glares at the boys through that portal. Uh, she comes right up to it, and she braces herself, and she just, uh, and she walks straight through the portal again back toward the guys. Ooh. That's not a good idea. <laughs> All right. Malamar, I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. 19. 19 is a success. You only take... You've got to be kidding me. A one, a one, and a three. So <laughs> this threshold is just like, nah, I'm tired today. I'm not going to do a lot of damage. So you only take two points of necrotic damage. That's not even my temporary hit points. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well. <laughs> anyway, Mouth walks straight up to the boys and just glowers at both of them and says, What was that? What were you guys messing with in there? I just kind of break down. I'm like, I, I, I was talking to a skeleton. I'm terribly sorry. I, I, I'll give his robe back. <laughs> <laughs> Mal glares at Lance and says... This is what you get for going down the creepy death hallway. I'll meet you guys back in the atrium. And she'll, like, hit his shoulder as she brushes past him and just goes back out to the main aisle and take a short rest. I'll just, I'll look at Fleeple. <laughs> like, I can just imagine Fleeple, like, holding the robe, just, like, almost, like, sobbing into it, like... <laughs> this very large robe, too, especially yeah. for Fleeple's little kobold <laughs> form. Like, a, a tall six-foot human, and this robe's just wrapped in his arms. I'll just say, I don't, I don't believe that that was your fault, uh, Fleeple. There is, um, there's something in there that I think needs to be destroyed and to prevent this from happening again. So I think it's okay, and I'll give him a little wink. I think it's okay for you to keep the robe. I'm kind of sniffling as I'm already shoving the robe back into my pouch. <laughs> but I'm like, yes, there, there is a lot more cool stuff in there, isn't there? There's a lot of books, that's true. Um, we weren't able to explore all of it, but I think Mal is... She's not always right, but she's half right. It, it wasn't the smartest move. Boy! <laughs> You are lucky that Mal is not right there right now. Of course, of course. <laughs> she you would never say this in her presence. <laughs> you would never say this in her presence. What are you talking about? <laughs> know your audience. Know your audience. Yeah, um, so I think I need to go in there and try and disable this thing that caused this. You can come with me, or if you're a little disturbed by that room, then I totally understand your choice. You can go wait with Mal or 
Come with me. I'm rifling through just like all of the gems and jewels that I stole from the skeleton. And I'm like, I think I'm probably good to go. Um, I look down the hallway after Mal and I am like, should, should we let Mal just blow off some steam or should I try to intervene, do you think? I think that's a good idea to intervene. Usually when we leave Mal alone with her feelings, they get bottled up and might not be too good for her. She, we're just getting her to start sharing a little bit. Might be good to, to keep that trend going. Yes, yes, of course. I'll go talk with Mal. Have fun being completely alone by herself in the creepy death room. And I'm going to <laughs> head down towards Mal. All right. I will walk into the creepy death room back to the mirror. All right. Having the gem in your pocket, you feel the threshold activate, but of course, no damage to you. And you make your way back to the mirror. Or at least you could have sworn it was a mirror. Because as you get to the wall which had the mirror, the frame is still there, but the glass doesn't seem to be reflective anymore. Is it still glass? Yes. That's the weird thing. You go up to it and you you can't see yourself in it. Lance will pause and think for a second. Realizing the danger this put his friends into he will take out uh, one of his daggers and he'll take the butt end of it and try and smash the mirror alright roll an attack roll ooh that's not very good with a dagger that's going to be 12 12 to hit it is a stationary object and so you do hit it but as you go to smack against the glass you just hear resounding thud and your dagger is repelled Put a little flavor to it, see if this can help me. Knowing that Mondath came out of it and how much that figure worshipped revered dragons and knowing what we took off of her and in her room, I will take out the ivory-carved dragon image that we collected from her, and I'm going to use that to smash the mirror again. Okay. Go ahead and roll an attack roll. Oh, come on. Not good rolls. Not good rolls tonight. That's one less. It's 11. And I will say Lance will... I mean, he's trying to make an effort of this. He's not just going to, like, hit it twice and move on. He's going to just try and keep smacking this thing, seeing if he can, like, take even a good solid minute or two to see if he can do anything to it. As you smash this ivory statue against this glass surface, thud, 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 and... After a few smashes, you look at the ivory and it's starting to crack. A small piece of the ivory is chipped off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try one more time. I really want to break this thing. All right. Roll an attack roll. Okay, come on. Oh, my gosh. These are so low. Yeah, that's a 13. 13. With a determination, you keep hammering away, as you stated, for a minute. Your arm is sore. You're massaging your bicep and you're rolling your shoulder out. (sighs) Then you go at it again. And there's just more pieces of the ivory that are starting to slowly chip away. And a distinct hairline crack is starting to form in the statue. And at this, you, you, while you're focused on this, you just hear gently in the back of your mind, Lance, you can let it go. It's fine. He'll just kind of say to himself within himself, that can't happen again. That can't happen again. Silence. I don't know what else to do. Like, I would, I I mean, just talking to you, Thomas, I, Lance would want to keep trying, literally until either this breaks or the statue breaks, but I know I've rolled three times and it's bad, so I don't want to, you know, if, if that's the way it's set, then that's the way it's set. Yeah, I mean, this frame this mirror if it were normal glass it would easily break it would have easily been broken whatever has happened to this mirror whatever is has created this mirror is resisting your efforts to shatter it because any other normal mirror non-magical mirror should have easily broken on the first or second smash would you say i can keep attempting or it's it's looking um, is it is it something that Lance feels like I can somehow get this done or is it like 
this isn't happening. It's it's looking pretty futile. The, you you look at the surface and there is not even a dent. And the only thing that's getting broken are the things that you are using. Fleeple, you are following after Malamara. And I should say Mal, you go to the atrium first to shake off and to collect yourself. You being more aware, Malamara, and you feel the rage leave you as you've taken some time now to experience and become more aware of your surroundings while you're raging. You are aware that your physical form has changed as you do take on this rage. And whether that frightens you or whether that emboldens you, only you can know. But as you walk back to the atrium, you, f- you look down to your nails and they start to shrink back a little bit, become less feral. And your muscles start to sag a little and your clothes are not as tight as they were in battle. And yes, you even go up to your fangs and they shrunk just a little bit. Not so much though, like they were a few months ago. Seems to have been some sort of growth to them, whether it was by this rage or just your you not attending to them. You cannot know. But you make it back to the atrium. The area with the soothing waterfalls or the rushing water. You grip onto the stone railing with both your hands and you lean over and just start heaving and breathing. You're left with some time you're left to yourself for some time, Mal, before Fleeple can get to you. She'll just continue to take those deep breaths, trying to get rid of the rage. And tentatively, she will reach out telepathically to see if she can find her quasite, find familiar, if he's within range of her or if he's still off searching for that book for Air 2. Zaza is within range, and you communicate to them telepathically. They have been unable to find the book itself. But they are diligent, and they will keep looking. They have mapped maybe half of the rooms. Some of them very strange with no books at all. And they had to hide while there were some others in the library itself. But no sign of the book. Can Zaza tell if those people were humanoid and physical, or were they bestial? Were they traps? Zaza has never seen some of these creatures. But then they just go silent. Fleeple, this is about the time where you catch up to Malamara, to this beautiful, serene landscape, which is comforting, especially so far beneath the the mountain, to see some greenery, to see some lushness here. I walk up to where Mal is, and I pull myself up onto the railing and kind of have my arms up over as far as I can get them, my feet just dangling beneath me. And as Mal is kind of taking those deep breaths, I just kind of start talking, you know, hoping that she's listening. And I say, we keep getting chased. Mal hurt Mondath and now she's back. You hurt some weird gith people and now they're back. And I just don't know how long it's going to be before something that I hurt comes back for me. And I've hurt so many things since we started traveling together it's i never expected it mal listens in silence thinking about their journeys together and about fleeple and after a pause she looks at him what do you think could come back for you seems like everything that we've done as a group has been justified i don't know what would be coming for me and that is what frightens me? Something's going to just pop up in front of me one day and I'll have no idea what it is. Well, if that day ever comes, you know Lance and I will be right there for you, right? <laughs> uh, yes. You know, hopefully I'm not off talking to a dead person. Fleeple, I'm, I'm sorry that I yelled at you. Sometimes I just... <sighs> I don't know. I find that I hurt those around me with my words sometimes and I'm working on it it's unusual being in the business of hurting things but I uh, seem to have some new ways to heal things as well and I've just been kind of like playing with some of my little sprigs of mistletoe up on top of the banister 
She'll look at the mistletoe and then back to Fleeple. That's a gift, Fleeple. Being able to help people, to heal people, not just hurt them. That's a gift. Just wish I could give it to you guys as well. I think your presence around us does give that to us. I think Lance and I are better people when you're around. (laughs) Well, I wasn't much of a person at all before I started traveling with you. So I guess you could say I'm better as well. Mal will just kind of let that hang in the silence and she'll look down over the atrium and at the serene waterfalls and the ambiance of the room and just wait for Lance to come back. I need everybody roll me a d6, please. Oh no. We're never going to get out of this library. That is a three for Fleeple. Six for Mal. Four for Lance. Lance, the party waiting for you. Is there anything else you'd like to do in this area of the library? We've explored it all, correct? This section, the necromancy, from what you can tell, the whole area was pretty much enclosed. Yeah, Lance is going to walk out of the necromancy area and join, as he walks down the hallway, uh, he will join his party at the ledge. All right. I wasn't able to destroy what the object that allowed Mondath to apparently reappear. So I think it best to not to go back <laughs> to that area. I think it also best for us to maybe protect others who venture down here from going in there. And Lance will dig into his pocket and pull out the the stone, the necromatic stone. And after like thinking for a second or two, He'll throw it over the ledge into the stream below. Okay. Let me just roll something. Just think we were curious fools and luckily survived through one of us not being so foolish, looking at Malamara and then saying, I just think it might be best to protect other fools who might come down here later. As you toss the gem over the edge it falls and it has this glowing light again that chaotic black yellow pale light drops one of the pools and sinks below the surface out of your sight mal in your mind zaza checks in their words are don't always make sense but that they they give the impression of stalking It's not the same as stalking a prey, but you maybe interpret it as being near or discovery for you in particular. Like they've discovered something. Yes. It's, they haven't said, they haven't said follow. They haven't said come to me, but that they, they are making progress, good progress and that they might have discovered something. Telepathically, Mal will encourage Zaza to continue down that path of discovery and to let me know if anything is discovered or if they find something that we should come look at as we continue down the atrium path. Excellent. As you give that order, Zaza continues forward and the connection is out of range. While we've been standing here, can we have taken a short, like with Lance being in the necromatic room and Filippo and Mal being in the atrium, would that have been a long rest? Long time. rest. Or, sorry, a short rest. A short rest. rest? A long rest? Did Lance long. take eight hours? Of eight hours of just hitting like that hit mirror. mirror. God, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, you, if you all would like to take an hour, yes, we can definitely do that. I would. I got wounded in the last fight, so yeah. All right. All right. And Fleeble, you can throw your stone too, or you can keep it in your pocket. <laughs> <Touch you. laughs> I'm, I'm honestly a little confused because I got that point of exhaustion. Wasn't that from going through the, the archway? It was, yes, the threshold. So I don't have the stone anymore, do I? No, you were in your animal form, so it wasn't physically on your person. But as That's you popped out of was. your animal form, you still have the stone in your pocket. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, I definitely 100% tossed the stone down into the river. 
Okay, sounds good. Okay. As all of you take a moment here and breathe, collect yourselves, just allow yourself to focus in and this rushing water reminding you of being above ground. And because I'm not mistaken, hardly any of you has spent a significant amount of time below the ground, especially this far below. So could feel a little claustrophobic, but this daylight spell and the foliage and the water below, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good choice to take your short rest here because it helps rejuvenate you. Malamara... I want you to take a uh, inspiration die, please. Thank you. That was uh, that was very fun. That was a good moment. Very nice. It was. I liked it. For short rests, it's the hit dice. Do you add your con mm-hmm. or just yeah, hit you dice? You add your con for oh. each dice that you roll. Oh, sweet. That's a lot better then. Excellent. All right. I will lead the pack, searching for traps as we go. Okay. So... You being very attentive for to traps, where, I guess, where are you going? Are you following the stone railing to the other end of the, I guess, the other doorway? There was that two that you, that you could have taken, the one at the end of the stone, and then the one to the right, uh, which you did take. Right here, where I'm clicking on roll, roll 20, it looks like there's a pathway. Is that a door? Um... Let's have you roll an investigation <laughs> check. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> well, That's you think you like. have everything covered as the dungeon master. And okay, investigation? Don't, yeah, so let's ro- roll investigation for traps here. Okay, that's going to be 21. 21. Well done. As you start to look for traps on this seemingly mundane road, and seemingly, you know, not very impressive road. You're tracing your hand against the rock um, on the opposite side of the stone railing as it curves with it. And as you're tracing your hand, at one point your hand actually falls through the wall. And you catch yourself and you look. And there is a wall there. But you put your hand against it and push it through. And the hand goes through the wall. I'll just, as my hand is, like, sticking into a rock wall, I'll turn to the party and be like, I found something. <laughs> it's it's right right here. If you can tell, uh, my body is slowly going into the rock, and I'll just keep walking forward. <laughs> uh, I will follow Lance. Mal will as well. Excellent. So, having found this sort of secret hidden passageway... <laughs> I just feel, I just can hear the reluctance in that DM voice. <laughs> like, so. it, it just brings some, uh, just brings some more confusion of like, why would it be necessary for all of these passageways to be hidden in Candlekeep itself? But you continue forward. This hallway is pretty narrow, I should say. And Mal, as you get into this hallway, it's pretty, it's, it's not super tight where you have to put your, your arms over your chest, but you can't stretch out and you definitely can't extend your arms from side to side and um, they get stopped well before then. But you start entering into this hallway and Lance, you are leading the way. And as you lead the way, I need each of you to roll me a D6, please. Another three. Three from Al. One. This pathway seems to have been some sort of uh, it's going to sound dumb but passageway in between one area of the library to another it it doesn't seem to hold much purpose beyond being a shortcut and having to not make your way entirely around the whole library itself and so as you're moving forward this pathway extends maybe a good 50 feet before you come to an area where there are a couple crates, a couple barrels, and uh, just foodstuffs, or what looks like could be foodstuffs, and uh, it extends a little bit forward, beyond. Do you continue going down uh, the pathway after this waiting area, if you will? Can Mal turn on her Eldridge sight? 
yeah, I'll turn to Malamara real quick and I'll just ask her, do you see anything popping out in this room? Mal will activate her Eldritch Sight. With your Eldritch Sight intact and activated, there is nothing of importance in this room. Nothing magical, I should say. But You said um, it looks like food or like food crates? Yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, very reminiscent of the crates that you saw at the beginning as you got off the the trolley, if you will. That little welcoming area where there was like broken crates with rotten grain, things like that. I'll just turn to Fleeple real quick and say, if there's some cheese in here, it's going to be aged so fine. Just saying. Can I roll for cheese finding? Uh, you can roll me an investigation check, Fleeful. Come on, Thomas, make our dreams come true. Got this sport. It's a 14. Ooh, a 14. No, I'm not Googling old cheeses and their names right now. <laughs> Will the 14 what, give me a good What, you didn't just breed? have that in your... It's not in the dungeon manual? No, it's not an item. Indeed beyond surprisingly lacking in the um, cheese options cheese area (laughs) that's like a page in the dungeon master's guide a table of cheese I mean if I was writing the dungeon master's guide someday Ned why not one of these days Fleeple as you are as you are opening some of these uh, tops uh, there's just a lot of like dust and a lot of the um, food has gone to rot and so you quickly close it but one box in particular. You open and you inhale. There is some fine cheddar in this barrel. <laughs> fine cheddar. 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 Well, 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 that's coming with me. Right here next to my fancy new red robe. <laughs> you use the red robe to wrap some of it gingerly and gently, saving it for a for a good moment, for a moment of celebration, if you will. But nothing else really to note in this room. All right. I would say then we... I would venture we keep going. Lance still leading the way, just always checking for traps. Okay, roll me investigation check then. Mm. It's going to be a 13. Okay. I don't know why I'm just rolling low tonight. It's ever one, that first investigation where... Thomas just reluctantly telling us about another room. I rolled high. I learned that, though. The reluctant DM. This path is winding, and it's it seems like it was more made to fill in the... to be between the walls of some of these larger rooms so that you can just bypass a lot of the library, if you will. But... After going for another 50 feet, you do come to a crossroads. I shouldn't say a crossroads, a division. In front of you, the path extends maybe 20 feet before there seems to be this gated iron window. And there is light on the other side. But to the right, it winds another 20 feet before it gets to a door. I'll, I will go to the, to the grated window, you said sneakily and try and see if I can ascertain what is in this next area without going through or trying to navigate past the window. Excellent. Roll me a stealth check then. That I do get advantage on. 29. Okay. As you wave for Malamara and Fleeple to just hold off for a minute. Just wait for one moment. You sneak up to the iron window here and it's not uh iron bars from top down it is more decorative so there's a lot of i want to say flavor when it comes to the artistry of this window so you can see through it but there it's very flowing it's very um it's a lot of iconography on this um this window here but it you are able to look through it and to see beyond go and roll me a perception check please okay 21. 21. You glance into this room, and as you take some time to really study, the big thing that catches your eye is a 
metallic figure of a dragon to the west above this mat these massive double doors if you, as you start there and you pan through the whole room you start to see a little draconic iconography here a little bit there and books and books and books some of the bookshelves seem to have 20 rows from top to bottom and they go all the way to the ceiling but there are a massive amount of draconic imagery in this room and as you keep panning around your eyes refocus onto the window that you're actually looking through and sure enough you're looking through the mouth of a dragon in the relief on the window itself <laughs> it's small but it's enough for you to see through and you're like oh well that that makes a lot of sense but with a 21 you also hear something in this room itself it's quiet but you hear sort of this pitter-patter this movement in the room and you can't see where it's coming from or what it is but if you were to take an educated guess it'd probably be some sort of humanoid figure moving around in the room itself and you said that the figure that i saw the metallic dragon figure is it just a statue is it a yes it's a, it's a statue it's um I, I, it's very reminiscent of like the head of an animal that a hunter gets stuffed it's very similar to that but um, made completely out of metal attached into the stone itself so it's like the head the neck and the head of a dragon is jutting out of the stone into the room and the face of the dragon looks very regal looks very very solemn but it is a very shiny um possibly even platinum surface platinum all right mm-hmm. i will hearing the little pitter patter i'm going to reach into my burglar's pack and take out one ball bearing of my thousand ball bearings I have, apparently. And I will chuck it into the middle of the room, a place where I can see, trying to trying to possibly draw this creature to this noise. Not to where it came from, but to where the ball bearing will hit. Go ahead and just roll, um, let's roll a dexterity check, but add your proficiency to it. Okay. That's not good. Just so you can get it exactly, because these um, there's not a lot Wait, of add, space. Add dexterity and proficiency, correct? Correct. Yeah, there's not a lot of space. So if if you want to get it in an exact spot, I'll make the DC uh, sixteen. I, ooh, well, I rolled a fourteen. Ooh. Okay. So fourteen. It's close enough to where it's within range. It's just not exactly where you wanted it to be but you're like but you still can see it you're like okay i see the ball bearing it's not exactly where i wanted it to go and then as you throw it it clicks on the stonework and then rolls into the center of the room there is some cover some relief there but you wait and malin fleeple you this has been going on for like five minutes without any word and you just you can see him. He's only 50, 30, 30 to 50 feet away with your dark vision, but he just hasn't moved. And Lance, as you keep looking, from behind some of the cover that is partially blocking your view, you see this claw reach out and pick it up. But it's not the claw of an animal. It's, it's acting very much like a hand, like a humanoid. And this claw looks very similar to Fleeple's. Ah, cobalt. And then, and then as this claw looks at the ball bearing, it pulls back where you can't see anymore, and it pitter-patters away. Okay. Oh, one more thing before I totally leave this area. Can Lance see on this window outlet, is there any functionality to it? Meaning, is there any way to get in to open it? Or is it just like an engraved, like, vent? Go and roll an investigation check. All right. Okay, that's going to be 26. 26. You spend another five minutes here, and Mal and Fleeple, both of you are like, he's been sitting there for 10 minutes now. What is he doing? Like, what, is everything okay? 
And Lance, you cannot find a latch. You cannot find any sort of latch or lock to open this window. So the only conceivable way to get through is to try and like break this. With your roll, that seems to be that seems to be the way that it is. Okay. I will then walk back to the group. I will relay to them everything that was seen. You know that the angle, the thing that I was looking through, does not seem to be able to be moved. We'd possibly have to. I'll go into Lance now. We'd possibly be able to break it or, you know, destroy it, but that will cause an awful lot of noise and based on a hand that's not too dissimilar to Fleeple's, um, we might be alerting some squatters in this section of the library. Hmm. Breaking glass doesn't seem to be the best route for us tonight. Agreed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, don't throw don't throw ball bearings in glass houses. See here. Uh, so I guess we would just try the other way for now. But we do know possibly what we're looking for, because if we want to find something about a dragon cult, that seemed to be the room to find it in. We are in the northeast portion of the library, so. All right, let's let's go the other way and see where that leads. All right. Anybody different to lead, or uh, Lance still leading? I would continue. Unless someone has another preference, just so that I can keep checking for traps. Just because it's always something to be aware of. I'll give him a flat tire as he goes. <laughs> All right, go and roll a investigation check then, Lance. With a flat tire. 16. 16. You continue to go down, uh, like I said, it was only 20 feet or so before you get to this door. And are we doing Lance, Mal, and then Fleeple? Works for me. Lance, you approach this door. No traps seem to be in front or at the door itself. It seems to be a normal wooden door with a handle on it that could pull uh, towards you. Is it locked? As you try to pull on it, it does not appear to be locked. All right, Lance will slowly open the door and walk through. You open this door, and Lance, as you pull your hand away, it's just covered in dust. Uh, it's just very... It's just a dusty area. Nobody's been here really at all. But you open up into this nice room. This room appears to be actually not too bad. It seems to be a wine cellar. A wine cellar for the library, and it seems to be fairly well stocked. There are barrels, lots of barrels here. Now, you're not exactly sure why Candlekeep needed such a well-stocked wine cellar, but looking around, it's a fairly good size. It's about 25-foot 20, uh, square with two stone columns that seem to be load-bearing, or in other words, they seem to be holding the ceiling up in this particular location. However, as you continue to walk into the room just five feet, I need everybody to roll a perception check first. 13 for Lance. 22. 13 for Mal. Okay. Well, as all of you just gently make your way into this room, not too far, it's not long before you recognize somebody else in this room with you. On the other side of the room, sort of in the corner, a creature seems to be hiding from you, but not very successful because all of you can make this creature out. Now... Although you can make it out, I'm not sure anybody has ever seen a creature like this before, as this creature is very tall and lanky in robes, but to Fleeple's uh, relief, they're not red robes, the ones that he took earlier. They're black and s seem to blend in, and there's even room for a hood. This creature has an unusual color, a purple color, and where their mouth should be are four tentacles hanging down from their nose. Oh, shut the front door. There is a mind flare who appears to be hiding or trying to hide from you in the corner behind one of these stone pillars. But all of you hear and see this creature as they're crouching and holding their side. 
does he do, does the creature recognize that we recognize that it's there or is it still like I'm so good at this as all, th- all the three of you look at the creature the creature slowly pops its head out behind the pillar and looks at the three of you the four of you realizing that you've all been got and there's just this awkward silence between the four of you hello there there's no movement by the mind flare. Would you care for a drink? And I try to stove in the top of one of the wine barrels. Fleeble, <laughs> get your teas out. Get your teas out right now. <laughs> this is a special occasion. Uh, I, wine and cheese time. Wine and cheese. Yes, 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 of course. Uh, you're able to grab a spigot for the barrel and just fleeple without taking your eyes off the mind flare. Just... You start stabbing into the ca- <laughs> the cask, and you, you finally get it through, and you pull out, uh, you grab one of the mugs that are there, and it's very dusty, but you just fill it anyway, and shakily hold onto it, and you get your cheese out. Uh, do you attempt to approach? Uh, yeah, I'm going to find, I'm going to, like, take a, like, if there's a spare barrel stave or a barrel lid or something, and put together a little charcuterie arrangement with some of the soprasada, a little bit of prosciutto. I've got the cheddar, and I also still have the red lester and the emmenteller that I stole from Bevan earlier on. And I'm, I'm going to put this on a little tray. I'm going to remember all of the training that I got from Bevan, put on my best face, and approach with this charcuterie board for our new friend here. And while Fleeple is doing that, Mal will be preparing and holding Eldridge Blast in case something goes wrong because she doesn't know what this is. And last time something creepy appeared to us, they tried to kill us. And Lance will just bring his arm to his chest and grab at his bracer, knowing that he can make magical daggers appear from it to throw in a moment's notice. (laughs) So Fleeple, you spend two three minutes getting all of this precisely cut your eyes like hardly ever being removed from the mind flare the mind flare only slightly shifting to make sure that it can see all of you it's back to some of the casks of wine on the other side of the room and you after a few minutes slowly start to approach with this tray as an offering to the mind flare and as you get halfway the mind flare speaks in common. Oh, he's a chill guy. That is far enough. No closer. I put the tray down on the stone and I slide it over with my foot. As you slide, it continues to move across the ground with a strength that you did not give it. And the, it starts to levitate in the air closer and closer to the mind flare. And it comes right to the mind flayer's nose. It's odd because they don't have a traditional nose. Similar to, in fact, the gith that you encountered. It just seems to be part of... It's very Voldemort-ish, for lack of a better way to describe it. It's it's um, just a flat surface with two slits there. And it starts to smell some of the wine, smell some of the cheese... And then it puts the tray on some of the casks of wine, staring at all of you. Well, we seem to be at an impasse here. Oh, are we? I, I would. We can. We can just go right on past if you don't want to deal with us. You can enjoy this here little arrangement. Um, it is a delightful uh, and complex arrangement of different flavors and taste profiles. We'll just slip right on through. Yeah, we're, we're good just being ships in the night, just going by, not even realizing we're passing each other. And how would I know you would not just come back and kill me? We're, we're interested in books. It's, it's a library. <laughs> As am I interested in books. For I, too, am in a library. We have so much in common. The fact you did not kill me, <laughs> or tried to kill me, makes me think you are looking for something. Yep, yeah, books. We're looking, we're looking for books. <laughs> Anything in particular? 
I turn to Mal and Lance and I'm like, this guy's a librarian. Um, I don't, I don't yes, think we, so. I don't, I don't think so. Um, yes, we're, we're, we're looking for some stuff about dragons oh, and oh, you coach you didn't have up. to say that. Okay. At that, their posture changes slightly. Dragons, you say. Among other things, we like fictional romance stories and, um, you know. I, I like non-fictional romance stories. Maybe a, maybe a cookbook or two. I, too, am looking for books of dragons, but I have not been able to find any, or at least get any. Well, there, there's a dragon section. I am aware of the dragon section. Good place to look. <laughs> it is heavily trapped. Oh. And I have not been able to get into there. But if we work together, perhaps we both can get into it. Uh, when, what's the name of the book you're looking for? We just, we don't want to, you know, like have like, oh, there's only one copy and only one person can check it out, but then you can like extend it at home for a long time. We, we, I don't, what book are you looking for? We both can share the books we find, can we not? And the Mind Flayer takes one step forward a little bit closer. How, how would we share if we want to check them out and take them with us? Well, we would share in the library here. I turn to Lance and Mal and I say, I mean, nothing bad happens in D&D podcasts when they decide to befriend a Mind Flayer. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'll, I'll turn to, to, after that comment, I'll turn to, to Fleeple and Mal and be like, I'm not sure, not sure what to make of this. I see what he has to gain, what what it has to gain from partying up with us, but what, what do we have to gain? Companionship? He does know where the dragon section is. He's been hit by the trap, so maybe he'll know what's coming at us. I don't know, what do you, you ask what I could gain? And that is the knowledge. But I could show you other sections of this library that are hidden. We are also looking for the religion section. There are many secrets in the religion section. Do you want to go there first or go to the dragon place first? Are we working together? If we are, I think we should know your name at least. Roll a persuasion check. You got this sport. <laughs> yeah, you got this sport. That's a six. <laughs> We're terrible. We got this We're sport. terrible at this. We're so are we terrible. working together? I have. I, I'm cool to chill with this cool brain person. If you guys are. <laughs> Cool to chill with this cool. <laughs> this, I'm brain cool brain. to chill with this cool brain. <laughs> um, I don't, Malamara, what do you think? I don't trust some random squatter we found in some strange library. I mean, he might be able to, might be able to show us to the dragon section, but I don't trust him to fight next to him, or that he wouldn't turn on us. That's what I'm worried about. Um. Well, I mean, Fleeple has been never has never been wrong before in any of his <laughs> inclinations or assumptions. So, I, I, I'll take your word for it because I I can't remember all of the stuff I've done. <laughs> <laughs> we will travel with you, but we need, like my companion said, we need to know what to call you. You can call me Ruzdesk. The Banished. And that's where we'll end this week's episode. <laughs> well, before we officially partner up, I mean, why are you? Why were you banished? What was going on there? <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well. See, so all met a mind flare. Yeah, that's not and bad. And we'll see how this turns out. This is so poopy. That sounds like the title of a <laughs> self-help book. So you so met a mind, so mind flare. <laughs> What's next? <laughs>
What's the deal with mind flayers? <laughs> how to how to well, make friends with mind flayers? We'll see how this uh, uneasy partnership uh, turns out into. Some might even nope, not going there. Um, <laughs> I was gonna make a lame joke about shaky again. Yeah, how's their shaky like, plan no, looking? No, no I'm not gonna yeah. do that. Yeah, I'm you're not just gonna like, do that. All right, we'll see how the shaky plan with the mind flare ally goes. This is my biggest regret as a dungeon master calling <laughs> you guys this, any of your plans shaky. Hey, we'll see how this unlikely partnership works out next week on iCast Fireball. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. We hope you're enjoying it as much as we are enjoying playing and discovering this crazy library beneath Candle Keep. If you like what we're doing, please leave us a review on your pod chaser of choice. It helps boost our ratings through each service, puts us on others' recommended feeds, and lets us know that you like what we're doing. But if you want to write something a little bit longer, shoot us an email at icastfireball2020 at gmail.com. We're getting a lot of emails from people about their own games, uh, moments that they like from certain episodes, and it really just brings a smile to our face uh it brings a smile to and uh brings some light into our day and it lets us know what you enjoy listening at icast fireball now as always to get the most recent up-to-date content here please follow us on instagram and twitter with the handle icast fireball 20 there you can get possible sneak peeks of coming episodes insights from the players and dm and behind the scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world as always, we have our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where Ned takes a turn as the GM or the keeper, running through many one-month fate-accelerated tabletop uh, campaigns and an ongoing Avatar Legends campaign. It's a lot of fun. Caleb is one of the players over there in that ongoing Avatar campaign, so go ahead, check him out. Lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your Dungeon Master, and around the table we have... Malamara, Lance Thalen, and Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time.